0: Now before we start, you might want to check out our other podcasts covering topics like personal development and minimalism, money, health, relationships, and more. So to optimize your life in other areas, just search for Optimal Living Daily in your podcast app. Now on to the show. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 811, Tackling Loneliness, by Rosalind Palmer of rosalindpalmer.com. Hello, everybody. Greg Audino here. Welcome to this new week of Optimal Relationships Daily, where I read to you from some of the best relationship blogs around, composed by some of the best relationship experts around. That's not all we do, though. In case you haven't heard, this is one of six shows in the Optimal Living Daily Network. Our others range from finance to health to entrepreneurship and everything in between. So be sure to check out all of our shows by heading to oldpodcast.com to learn more. But for now, let's do what we do best here on ORD and start optimizing your life. Tackling Loneliness by Rosalind Palmer of RosalindPalmer.com Earlier this month, it was Remembrance Sunday. I studied war literature as a part of my English degree, and the haunting poems and prose of the soldiers of World War I are forever engraved on my heart. At this time of year, we remember the fallen and pay our sincere respects to those who lost their lives. Yet, few authors of the time recognized another casualty of that war. Approximately two million surplus women, who as a result of that lost generation of young men, had limited chance of doing what society expected, to marry. They became the elderly great-aunts I remember as a child, for whom romantic love and connection had been brief, or not at all. They gained companionship from each other, yet many lived solitary and lonely lives. You would think that this is now a thing of the past, but no, it is not. In our busy modern lives, it is estimated that over 40% of us will feel the aching pains of loneliness at some point in our lives. A study by the Co-op and British Red Cross reveals over 9 million people in the UK across all adult ages, more than the population of London are either always or often lonely. Yet, despite how common loneliness is, few people are fully aware of the dramatic ways in which it impacts us. Loneliness, living alone, and poor social connections are as bad for your health as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Loneliness is worse for you than obesity. Lonely people are more likely to suffer from dementia, heart disease, and depression loneliness is likely to increase your risk of death by 29%. Timely advice, as the number of people expected to be affected by loneliness and isolation could increase to at least 1.5 million by 2028. Yet loneliness is not just a factor of age. A survey by Action for Children found that 43% of 17-25 to year olds who used their service had experienced problems with loneliness, and that of this same group, Less than half said they felt loved. Action for Children have also reported 24% of parents surveyed said that they were always or often lonely. Research by Sense has shown that up to 50% of disabled people will be lonely on any given day. Is it modern life that is actually making us lonely? Research shows that loneliness does not depend on how many friends or relationships you have. Loneliness depends entirely on the subjective quality of your relationships, on whether you feel emotionally and or socially disconnected from those around you. That's why more than 60% of lonely people are married. When married couples no longer share their deepest feelings, thoughts, and experiences with one another, it can leave them feeling disconnected and alone. People in such relationships truly believe their spouse cannot offer them the deep connection they would like. Social interaction and a search for a sense of well-being is hardwired into all of us. A report by the Mental Health Foundation shows that loneliness in young people is increasing, with many feeling less connected and suffering more depression due to social media pressures, as it is all about the edited me, where everyone else looks to be having a wonderful day and fun times with friends, and thus their feelings of isolation and not being one of the in-crowd are made worse. Being missed popularity on social media doesn't protect you from loneliness. In fact, there is no correlation between people's Facebook usage and their overall friendship satisfaction or number of close friends, according to a State of Friendship report from GetLifeboat.com. Relying only on Facebook to socialize is not as rewarding as supplementing it with real-life FaceTime as it's hard to get the same feeling of caring from a computer screen because you're missing the spontaneous laughs, warm hugs, and knowing nods, they said. However, on the flip side, just as technology can be isolating, it can also make it easier to keep in contact with old friends or family, which helps ward off isolation. Make a date with long-distance friends or relatives using FaceTime on your iPhone or iPad, or download the Skype app to connect with them in real time on your computer. It's great. In the home, there are a number of ways we can design for well-being and greater connection. We are basically tribal people who want to connect and belong. Yet, this needs to be balanced by the need for each individual to have the ability to some privacy. This is not only true of families with younger children. It is never more true than when the empty nesters find that their older children, due to university finishing or the need to save for a home of their own or divorce, are back in the family home again. Due to increased life expectancy and health issues, it is not uncommon to also find the older generation living under the same roof too. Well-being means being comfortable, healthy, and happy. So now is the era of living affordably while sharing and interacting with others. More housing for single people of all ages is now being designed to offer individual apartments with shared communal facilities and work and leisure facilities nearby. Many housing estates are now removing on-street parking and creating communal areas to encourage community interactions and safe outdoor play. Within a home, the key is to strike a balance between privacy and interaction. Allowing children or young adults to be autonomous in their own space is important, but so too is meeting together in communal areas such as the kitchen to share meals, with no phones at the table and no TV blaring in the background. My memories of childhood include sitting with my grandma, watching Call My Bluff and Dad's Army. So, some shared screen time is also important, as is going outside either into the garden or for a walk in the park or neighborhood. What else can you do? Well, just the simple act of saying hello to an elderly neighbor, or for that matter a neighbor of any age, as the 20% of young people living alone face an estimated 80% increased risk of depression compared to their peers, can be a vital lifeline as can asking them if you can get them anything from the shops or joining a scheme such as Spare Chair Sunday Campaign, a partnership between Contact the Elderly and Bisto, which encourages you to invite an elderly lonely neighbor to Sunday lunch or afternoon tea. We can all design our lives and homes to tackle this new loneliness. That way, the books of the future can look back on this time as one of care and a better design for living for all. You just listened to the post titled, Tackling Loneliness, by Rosalind Palmer of rosalindpalmer.com. Now, I am a big believer that if you want to be your best self in your relationships, or in anything you do, you need to fuel yourself properly. And that's why I'm so happy to have this show sponsored by Factor. Factor Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. You'll have over 35 options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, slash ORD to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash ORD. A really great post covering the silent but deadly loneliness epidemic that is clearly on the rise as Rosalind illustrated. What I often tell my coaching clients and what is important to remember about loneliness is that it is paradoxically a two way street. So in feeling lonely, you are more than likely not seeking people to be vulnerable with as much as you're relying on them to come to you. Much like helping others to take focus off of our own problems in a healthy way, we can also look to Rosalind's last paragraph and make it a point to relieve ourselves of loneliness by reaching out to others and giving them a space to feel welcome and heard. Those facing loneliness are, ironically, a very large group with a very common goal. So if you're part of it, start unifying. It's what everyone wants. And on that note, we are going to wrap up this first episode of the week. What a good way to start it off. I really appreciate you all being here, and you know I will be back with you all tomorrow, as I am every weekday, where your optimal life awaits.